Hello everyone and welcome back to the MTG's Novels Project. The MTG Novels Project is available both on YouTube and as a podcast version. Check the description for more details. A legal note. This is an unofficial audiobook with original content belonging to Wizards of the Coast. This content is covered under the 2017 Wizards of the Coast fan content policy. Listener discretion is advised. Today, we are continuing with Chapter 11 of Planeswalker by Lynn Abbey. The supplies were stowed, safe against mice, mist, and anything else the changeable climate of the Ohad Ridge might drop on the cottage. Zancha had checked them twice during the indeterminate night. She'd made herself a pot of tea and drunk it all. The herbs might should have helped her relax, but they didn't. Dodd's golden light fell sideways on the bed where she hadn't slept. Her door is wide open, inviting shadows. Urza's wasn't. It wasn't warded with the layers of leave me alone sorcery, but it wasn't leaking sound. The sounds had stopped coming through the wall in the unmeasured hours after midnight. Ratepe, Zancha had told herself, had probably fallen asleep, and Urza really made noise when he was alone. Nothing unusual. Nothing to worry about. So why had she opened her door? Why had she spent the last of the night damp and shivering? Hadn't Fratepe demonstrated, if not an ability to take care of himself, then an inclination to ignore her advice? And hadn't Urza welcomed Fratepe more enthusiastically than she dared hope? Whatever had brought signs to the far side of the wall, it wouldn't have been murder. No matter how annoying Fratepe got, he does survive. Zanche unwound her blankets. Her joints creaked. Frexio was easier on flesh and bone than the Oahan Ridge. She broke the ice in her waist washstand, cleared her head with a few breath-taking splashes, then went outside and listened at the door. She'd give them until midday. If Ratepe hadn't reappeared by then, Zanche planned to take a chisel to the cottage common wall. Before that, she had one more gambit to try, and put a chisel to work on the hardened ashes underneath her outside door hearth. When the fire was just right, Sancha covered it with an iron grate, and covered the grate with a rasher of bacon. A friendly breeze carried the aroma into the cottage. She never knew when or if Urza would be in the mood to eat, but if Ratepa was alive, he yelled to be out the door before the bacon burned. Right on schedule, Ratepa arrived in the doorway. By the book, that smells good. He didn't have the cross-grained look of a man who'd just been awakened, and he said something. Zanja couldn't hear what, over his shoulder before closing the door behind him. I'm starving. I see you survived. Zanja hadn't realized how angry she was until she heard her own voice. Here, eat. Start tomorrow, you can cook your own. On his own hearts, too. Zanja was sharing, at least not until she calmed down. Vatepe had the sense to approach her cautiously. You're angry about last night? Sanja slammed hot, crisp bacon on a wooden platter and thrust at him. She didn't know why she was so upset. Didn't want to discuss the matter. I guess I got a, out of hat when I saw him. Urza. He is Urza. The Urza. Urza the Arzfesser. You were right, you know. Back in Afro and Picar, I didn't believe you. I thought maybe you thought he was Urza. But I think that he could be the Urza. The, by the holy book, 
artificer. Fratepe paused long enough to inhale a piece of bacon. I thought I'd been as scared as I could get before I met you. But that was before he touched me. Avalvir. I swear I'll never be afraid again. Don't make promises you can't keep. If there can't be anything scarier, Fratepe shook his head and shoved another piece in his mouth. This time he chewed before swallowing. She was about to criticize his mouth, but he was too fast for her. He's Urza. Urza is Urza, the real Urza, and I'm Mishra. I'm talking to a legend, watching things, hearing things. I can't imagine, because Urza, Urza the Artifactor, straight of the Antiquity Wars, thinks I'm his brother, Mishra, the Mighty, Misha the Destroyer. We're about to put what's wrong back to rights again. Another pause. More bacon. More bad manners. But then he hadn't had manners before. His face was flushed and his eyes had never stopped moving. I'm Mishra. Avo here. I'm Mishra. He tries to tick me sometimes. Says things he won't believe. Things I should believe. I have to watch him close. Watch him close. Did you see his eyes, Ancha? Avo here. I think he's a little touched. But I stay ahead of him nearly. I have to. I'm Almighty Mishra. Sanja had enough of Retepe's babbling. She wasn't as fast as Urza, but it was she was fast enough to seize the word be Misha by the neck of his tunic and whirl him around the nearest post. Damp debris from the thatching rained down on them both. You are not Misha. You're merely pretending to be Misha. You're a Tetepe, son of Medea. And the day you forget that is the day you'll die, because he is Urza, and you can't hope to stay ahead of him. Do you understand? When a wide-eyed Pepe didn't immediately say yes, Sancha rattled his spine against the post. His chin bobbed vigorously. She released his tunic and stepped back. The great part of her anger was gone. I know who I am, Sancha, Retepe insisted, sounding more like himself, more like the youth Sancha thought he knew. I'm rat, just rat. But if I don't forget, just a little, when he looks at me, Sancha, when Urza the Artifacts looks at me, if I don't myself believe I am who I am, who you told me to be, then... He stared at the closed door. When I saw his eyes, I never believed that part, Sancha. It's not in the Antiquity Wars. Kailro Botan is coming to her, about how he'd seen Urza with the might stone and weak stone embedded in his skull. She thought it was all lies. Nice lies, because Thanos didn't want to tell her the truth. The idea that the weak stone or the might stone kept Urza alive. That's not even in Jarsals. There's only one source to the stuff about Urza's glowing eyes. It's glowing with all the power of the cyclics. Four scraps of parchment bound by mistake at the back of the T-Mail Codex. They're supposed to be Tanus' deathbed confession. My father said it was pure apocrypia, but it wasn't. Urza's eyes, they are the weak stone and the might stone, aren't they? They're what kept him alive, if Urza really is alive. If he's not just something the stones have created. Waste not wants that. Sanja hadn't found Misha the destroyer. She found Misha the skeptic. And Misha the battered and being pedant. She taught an abysmally look. Don't ask me. Last night, you're the one who said that the weak stone was singing to you. Retepe winced and walked past the balcony without taking any. Two eyes. Two stones. Sanja continued. I thought you'd gotten lucky. I heard something. Not with my ears, but inside my head. He stopped and faced her. Confusion painfully evidence on his face. I called it singing, because that's the best word I had, and it came from his left eye. He sat down in the ash bucket, staying on his feet. 
Don't you want to know how I knew which eye it was? Imagine by his expression, she wouldn't like the answer, but go ahead, enlighten me. It told me. It told me what it was, and that it had been waiting for someone who could hear it. When Urza said Harbin wasn't his son, it was. It was. Vatepe made a helpless gesture that ended with his fitter tempest against his temples. Not pain, but like the feeling that comes after pain. He stopped again, closed his eyes before continuing. Zancha, I heard Mishra. Well, not quite heard him. It was just there, in my mind, from the stone. I knew what Misha thought, what I thought he had just said. Not his words, exactly. My words. His eyes opened. He stared at Zancha with only a shadow of his usual cockiness. I know who I am, Zancha. I'm Atepe, son of Medea, or his rat now, because I lost everything when I became a slave. I was born almost 18 years ago in the city of Pinkar, on the sixth day after the festival of Futes, in the sixth year of Taberna's reign. I'm me, but Zancha, pretending to be Misha the way he asked me to. He broke the stare. It's not pretending. I could get lost. I get wound up thinking I'm Misha before it's over. Zancha bit her lip and sighed. But Pepe wasn't looking. Didn't seem to have heard. Right now, where you're sitting there, can you hear the might stone singing Mishra thoughts in your mind? She shook her head. Only when I'm looking at Urza's eyes or when he's looking at me. She began another sigh of relief this time. But she too became worried. I'm worried, Zancha. It's so weird. It's so easy to imagine him. And that's after just one night. By next year, when I'm surprised to go back to when I'm supposed to go back to Ephraim and Picard, you should have warned me. Trust Rat, or Atepe, or Mishra, or whoever wanted to call himself to go for the guilt. I didn't know about the singing. I knew about the eyes, where they come from anyway. And I did warn you about that. But singing, and Mishra, beyond the antiquity wars, I didn't know anything about him except what Ursus told me. And I guess there's a lot he didn't. The rest of Zancha's anger went with the admission. She leaned against the porch post, grateful that she was looking at her. All those times Urza had glowered at her, eyes ablaze. Had the voice of Misha's weak stone tried to make itself heard in her mind? Why, really, had she gone in search of a false Misha? What had drawn her to Ratepe? She knew it was one to fulfill her plans before she got in a good look at him. Can I trust myself? Zanja had no assurances, not for herself or for him. I don't know. Ratepe folded his arms tightly across his ribs and shrank within himself. Zanja spent all her life with Phyrexians or Urza. She wasn't accustomed to expressive faces and wasn't prepared for the gust of empathy that blew Ratepe to her. She tried to shake it off with a change of subject and a touch of humor. What were the three you were talking about last night? Ratepe wasn't interesting. I'm here from now. There won't be anything left of me. Will I be myself? I'm still me, Zanja answered. Right. We talked. Some about you. She should have expected that, but hadn't. I hadn't lied to you, Otepe. Not about important things. The Fraxians are real, and Urza's the only one with the power to defeat them. But Urza's wits are addled, aren't they? And you thought you'd cure him if you scrounged up something who reminded him of his brother. You thought he could make him stop living in the past. I told you that before we left Medran. Are you as old as he is? Sancho found the question surprisingly difficult to answer. Younger. A bit, I think. You're not the only one who doesn't know who or what to trust inside. He told you I was a Phyrexian. Repeatedly, but since he thinks I'm Mishra, he's not infallible. 
The bacon was burning. Sancho scraped the charred rashers onto the plate and made a show of eating one, slowing time while she decided how to answer. You can't believe him. She took a deep breath and incited in frustrated squeaks, squeals, and chattering, as best she could remember. The first lesson she learned from the bad priests. Newt you are, and newt you shall may remain. Obey and learn. Pay attention. Make no mistakes. Rotepe gasped. That day in the spheres, when you cut yourself, if I had taken a knife from you, I'd bleed, no matter where you cut me. It would have hurt. You could have killed me. You were inside the sphere. I'm not Urza. I don't think Urza can be killed. I don't think he's alive. Not the way you are. You and I, Zancha? No one I know lives for 3,000 years. Close to the 3,400, I think. Urza believes I was born in another plane, and that the Frexians stole me while I was still a child, then compilated me the way they compilated Mishra. But that can't be true. I don't know what happened to Mishra. But with Newts, you've got to be compilated while you're still new. Urza's never accepted that I was dragged out of the vat in the faint of flesh. So in addition to everything else, Frexians are immortal. To survive the compilation, Newts had to be very resilient. Immortal, immortally resilient. But Frexians can die, especially Newts. Just not of age or anything that born folks might call natural. And after 3,400 years, Urza still doesn't believe you. Urza's mad, Otepe. What he knows, what he believes, aren't always the same. Most of the time, he doesn't make any difference, as long as he acts to defeat Dephrexia and stops trying to recreate the past on the tabletop. Otepe nodded. He showed me what he was working on. Again. Sanja couldn't muster surprise or indignation, only awareness. I guess, if you say so. Funny thing with the weak stone. I get the sense of everything that happened to Misha. He fell silent until Zancha looked at him. You're half right about what happened. Ours is half right too. Frexians wanted the weak stone. When Misha wouldn't surrender it, one of them tried to kill him. The weak stone kept him alive then, and even when they took him apart later. But it couldn't keep him sane. The Tepe strangled a laugh. Maybe burning his own mind was the last sane thing Misha did. After that, they're only images, like paintings on the wall, and waiting endless, waiting for Urza to listen. And now, Mishra or the weak stone, or both of them together, have you to speak for them. So far, I listen, but I speak for myself. What does that mean? Retepe began to pace. He made a fist with his right hand and pounded against his left fist. It means I'll do anything I have to get my life back. I wish I'd never seen you. I wish I was still a slave in Medran. Tucked down Garf only had my body. My thoughts were safe. I didn't know the meaning of powerlessness until I looked into Urza's eyes. I'm as dead as he is, as Mishra, as you. The self-proclaimed dead man stopped beside the bacon platter and ate a rasher. I'm not dead. No, you're Phyrexian. Vatepe resorted between swallows. You weren't born. You were immortal when you were discanted. How can you even be dead? Zajan noticed question. A year, Retepe, or less. As soon as Urza turns away from the past, I'll tack you back from the infernal Pakar. You have my word for that. Silence, then. Urza doesn't trust you. That stung. Even if Retepe was only repeating something that Sancha had heard countless times. I've never betrayed him. Or you. 
but you're Frexian. If I believe you, you've never been anything but Frexian. They're your kin. My father once told me not to trust a man who led a fight against his kin. Betrayal is a nasty habit that once acquired is never cast aside. Your father is dead. When it came to cruelty, Sancha had been talked by masters. But Tepe stiffened, leaving the last rashers of bacon on the plate. He walked a straight path away from the cottage. Zadja let him go. She banked the fire, ate the last of the soggy bacon, and retreated to her room. Her treasured copies of the Antiquity War offered no silence, not against the turmoil she invited to her life when she'd brought herself a slave. And though there's no chance that she'd fall asleep, Sancha threw herself down on her mattress and pillows. She was still there, worry, loss in time, and wallowing an endless array of painful memories when she sensed a darkened thing and heard a gentle tap on the door. Are you awake? If Zanja hadn't been awake, she would have heard shouldn't wouldn't have heard Ratepe's question. If she'd had her witch, she could have answered him with an unmoving silence, and he might have gone away. But Zanja couldn't remember the last time anyone had knocked on her door. Sheer surprise lifted her on her elbows, revealing her secret before she had a chance to keep it. Ratepe crossed her threshold and seated himself at the table on her stool. There was only one in the room. Sancho sat up on the mattress, not entirely pleased with the situation. Watepe stiffened. He seemed to reconsider his visit, but spoke softly instead. I'm sorry. I'm angry and I'm scared, and I'm just plain stupid. You're the closest I've got to a friend right now. I shouldn't have said what I said. And I'm sorry. He held out his hands. Sancho knew the signal. It was oddly consistent across the plains where men and women abounded. Smile if you're happy, frown if you're not. Make a fist if you're angry, but open your open hand for trust. It is, it is as if men and women were born knowing the same gestures. She kept her hand wrapped on her pillow. Betrayed by the truth, he winced and lowered his hands. Not the truth, just words. I knew it hurt. You did it too. Called square? Why not? Sancha offered her hand, which Matepe seized and shook vigorously, then released if he was glad to have the original behind him, a suspicion he confirmed with his last mark. Urza's gone. I knocked on his door. I thought I talked to him, asked his advice. A little bit stupid too, but the door opened, and he's not there. Sancha spun herself off the bed towards the door. He's gone walking. I didn't see him leave, Sancha, and I would have. I didn't go far not out of his sight. He's vanished. Planes walking, she explained, leading the way to the porch and the door to Urza's larger ch chambers. Delmeria's a plane. Moag. Vatralgs. Equilor. Sarah's realm. Even Phyrexia. They're all planes. All world. And Urza can walk among them. Don't ask how. I don't know. I just close my eyes and I die a little every time. The sphere that I brought you here, it started off as armor, so I could survive when he pulled me after him. But you're Frexian. The Frexians, how do they get here? Ambulators. Artifacts. Zancha put her weight against the door and shoved it open. Not a moment's doubt that Urza was gone, but one of surprise when she saw that the table was clear. You said you saw him working at the table. But Teppel barreled into her, keeping his balance only by grabbing her shoulders. He let go quickly, as if he had when their hands had touched. 
It was a battlefield. The dawn of fire. Can you tell where he's gone? Sancho shrugged and hurried to the table. No dust. No silver droplets. No gnats stuck in the wood grain. Or strata on the floor. She tried to remember another time when Urza had cleaned up after himself so thoroughly. She couldn't. Frexia? Matepe asked at her side again. He wasn't ready for a battle. There'll be a battle. If he ever goes back to Frexia. No. I think he's still here. Somewhere on Dominaria. But you said among worlds. The west is free from here and there on Dominaria is to go between worlds. Did he mess in Bacharat? Or Morvern? Matepe made a face. No. Why would anybody mention Bacharat or Morvern? Because the Frexians are there. On both sides of the war. I told him to go and see for himself. With all the excitement last night, I forgot to ask what he learned. That the Basarati are swine and the Marvernish are sheep? After so many worlds and so many years of wandering, Zanja tended to see similarities. But Tepa had a one-worlders perspective, which she tried to change. They are equally besieged, equally vulnerable. The Fraxians are the enemy. Nothing else matters. It was smelling them in Basarat and Marverin that convinced me that time was right to go looking for you. Ursa's got to hold the line in Bezirat and Marvern, or it will be too late. Matepe sculpted. Why not hold the line in Efruin Picar? The Frexians are there too, aren't they? I haven't talked to them about Efruin Picar. I did, he saw her gasp, and added, You didn't say it. I should have, or shouldn't have. When Zanja had hatched her scheme to end Urza's madness by bringing him face to face with his brother, she imagined her sorry, she imagined that she'd be setting the pace, planning the strategy until Urza's wits were sharp again. Her plans had gone right almost from the beginning, certainly since the burning village, when she came to term with the error, but Tepe attacked the silence. You didn't seem to know our history, so I tried to tell him everything from the landings on. He seemed interesting. He asked questions and I answered them. He seemed surprised that I could because he said my mind was empty. But he paid the closest attention towards the end when I told him about the Shrada and the Red Stripes, especially the Shrada and Avahir, and our holy book. I told him our family wasn't religious, that if he really wanted to know, he should visit the temples of the Picar and listen to the priests. There are still wives priests in Picar, I think. The Shrada couldn't have gotten them all. Enough, Repete, Sajid said with a sigh and a finger laid on Matepe's upper lip. He flinched again. They both took a step back. The increased distance made the conversation a little easier. Eye contact, too, if he'd been willing to look at her. It's not your fault. I shouldn't have told him about the temples. Zaja raised her eyebrows, but Tabby corrected himself. I shouldn't have told him about the fractions. I should have asked you first. And I would have waited to tell you to wait, even though there's nothing I want more than Urza to get moving. You did what you thought was right, and it was right. It's not what I would have done. I've got used to that. I warn you, it won't be easy. He'll come back, won't he? Urza won't just roll through Efren Picar, killing every website, Frexian he can find. With the last look at the table, Sanja headed out. There's no sense in guessing Urza the Artificer, Retepe. If he did, it wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? Killing all the red sites would lead to Shroud without enemies. Sanja paused beside the door. You're assuming that there aren't any Frexians running the Shrada. Remember that I told you about Besrat and Morvish, the sheep and the swine? I wouldn't count on it. She left Matepe standing in the empty room and had gotten as far as the wellhead, beyond the hearth. 
before he came chasing after her. What do you do now? But Tempe's cheeks were red above the dark red stubble of a two-day beer. Follow him? We wait. Zanshan nodded the winch and let the bucket drop. Something could go wrong. All the more reason to wait, she began cranking. We'd only make it worse. Urza had never heard of Efren Picard. He didn't know where it was. He doesn't know our language. Zanshan let go of the witch. What language do you think you two have been speaking since you got here? But Tempe's mouth were open, but no sound came out. She went on. I don't know why he says our minds are empty. He's willing to plunder them when it suits him. Urza doesn't know everything you know. You can keep a secret by just not thinking it, or by imagining a wall around it. But in the beginning, or maybe all the time, best thing that Urza knows, what you know. But Pepe stood motionless except for his breathing, which is shallow with shock. His flush had waded to pale waxy. Satcha cranked the bucket up and offered him sweet water from the ladle. Most of it went down his chin, but he found his voice. He knows what I was thinking. The weak stone and Misha. How I thought I was outwitting Urza Artificer. Avatar's mercy. Sancho would fill the ladle and drink. Maybe. Urza's mad, Retepe. He hears what he wants to hear. Whether it's your voice or your thoughts, he might not hear you at all. But he could. And that's what you've got to remember. I should have told you sooner. Do you know what I'm thinking? Only when your mouth is open. He closed it immediately as Zanshan walked away, chuckling. She'd gone about ten steps when Rap Tepe raced past and stopped facing her. All right, I've had enough. You're a Phyrexian. You weren't born. You crawl out of a pit. You're more than 3,000 years old, even though you look about 12. You're dressed like a man, a boy. You talk like a man. But everyone's a tricky language. We talk about things as if we were men and women. A dog is a man. But a cat is a lady. Among ourselves, though, when you say I did this or did that, the form's the same, whether a man or a woman. Usually the difference is obvious. He swallowed hard. And Zanshin knew what he was thinking before he'd opened his mouth again. Last night, Minerza talked about you. He said she and her. What are you, Zancha? A man or a woman? Is it important? Yes, it's important. Neither. She walked past him and didn't break his arm when he spun and heard to face him. That's not an answer. It's not the answer you want, she raked free. But Urza, why? Phyrexians are a tricky language. There are no families. No need for men or women. No words for them either, except in dreams. I have no need for those words until I met a demon. He invaded my mind. After that, because of that, I thought of myself as she. Urza, the tempest voice hardened. He was indignant and angry. Sancho laughed. No, not Urza. Long before Urza. So you and Urza... Urza? You read the Antiquary Wars, didn't you? Urza didn't even notice Caleb Ben Krug. He left Gotepe gaping and closed the door behind her. Thank you for listening to Chapter 11 of Planeswalker. Please like, subscribe, and follow on YouTube and your chosen podcast platform. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.